All right, let's break down what we've learned about the provincial government's plans for BC and heading back to school. Global News reporter Richard Zussman joins us now with more on that. Good morning, Richard. Good morning, Simi. How are you doing? I am good, thank you. There seemed to be quite a change from what I heard yesterday, you know, versus a couple months ago when it was all about online learning and remote learning, and now they're now they're saying everybody's coming back to school. Why is that? Yeah, ma- massive change from a couple months ago. A massive change even from a few weeks ago. Uh, you know, just to come back to the nuts and bolts of this, the province had been working on what was being described as a stages document, where. Uh, They had laid out a number of stages for the education system. And before, uh, in June, we were in stage three, which, as you mentioned, was hybrid learning uh, for everyone, optional return to school. And and stage two was always a full-time return to school for kindergarten to grade seven and from grade eight to grade 12, two days a week. Well, at some point, the stages changed entirely because the province announced it was moving into stage two. But what stage two is, is now completely and totally different. It is a full return to school for everyone in British Columbia from grade uh, K, from kindergarten, right up until grade 12. There are some exceptions there, and, and you and I could talk about that in a minute in terms of trying to ensure that in the biggest schools in the province, everybody can fit into the actual school under these new guidelines. But the, the push now is these learning groups where kids will be potted in middle and elementary schools for 60 people in high school, 120 people. And those are the kids uh, who you will have your interactions with. And it's up to 60 people. It can be lower than that. Those are the groups that you will be at library with, on the playground with, in gym class with. And you won't have physical interaction with everyone every day, but that is your, in essence, school bubble. And the reality was very clear to me. School was returning. The Dr. Bonnie Henry knew that based on the mental health of young people and the fact that based on the work they'd been doing, they could tell it was deteriorating, the kids needed to be back in the classroom. And in so many parts of this pandemic, there's just no playbook. There's nothing to learn from because nobody has gone through these sort of seismic issues before in in this sort of environment. And so the province is trying something new here. It's going to take some time to get used to. That's why the plan was announced yesterday for a return on September 8th. There's lots of time now to adjust things, to change things, to face criticism. But the plan is out there and it's worth the risk, Dr. Henry says. Right. For, For kids to increase their exposures, it's worth the risk dealing with the challenges around mental health. That clearly, it seems to me, the the one big thing that changed is that Dr. Henry has been saying, we are learning too much about the damage it is doing to kids to not be back in school for their yeah. mental health. And, and we'd heard that from Dr. Henry before. She is um, one of the great experts there is around schools and pandemics. She has spoken about this a lot. It is a passion of hers. You could tell when Adrian Dix was highly concerned early on about canceling elective surgeries, which was a priority of his and something he's passionate about, Dr. Henry expressed that same concern around the changes at schools. First, uh, the cancellation and then the part-time voluntary return. So this is something that she is incredibly passionate about. But yes, that it, it seems the province says the risk associated with this. And and Dr. Henry still believes the risk of transmission in schools is low. She acknowledges, yes, we believe there will be cases linked to schools, but the risk of transmission is low 
based on the plan, based on the new funding that's going to be in place for increased measures for cleaning, uh, for better understanding the flow in schools in terms of uh, ensuring that adults aren't interacting with each other. She believes all of these measures will help but it still comes with risk. Yeah, I find the cohort thing interesting too because it reminds me very much of a system that was in place when I was in high school. And our school had what, what is known in Vancouver as a mini school. And the mini school was a school within a school of yeah. 100, 120 kids who operated together in a group. They had all their classes together, but they did it because it was kind of like the gifted program. You know, they... Oh, Sammy. They, I, w- I was not in the mini school, Richard. <laughs> but but they, Prince of Wales had this, Point Grey High School had that, and Prince of Wales still has one, actually. I think Point Grey does too. Uh, but essentially, they operated... It was like a different type of learning, and you have to apply to get yeah. in and all that kind of stuff. Um, but that's what this sounds like to me. So, I mean, it, it is done in some kind of shape or form. Yeah, and the other thing that's done in a lot of places is a quadrant system. And Abbotsford School District has said they are going to do that. And the way the quadrant system works is that instead of taking six different hour-long classes during the day as a high school student, you take one subject in the morning, one in the afternoon, and every 10 weeks you change. And so you are with the same class, in essence, for the morning and a different class in the afternoon. The challenge is when you start adding in other elements of your day library time, gym class, and it's going to be a profound change for things like sports and assemblies and concerts. Playing sports against another high school is gone this fall. For we are, sure. we are and, going to be talking to actually somebody from that organization coming up actually in a little while because yeah, that's that's a big concern. That's a huge part of the high school experience. And and this is going to have a big impact on the high school experience. I I heard yesterday from a band teacher and he said basically the program he has built for the last 28 years is now gone. Uh, You know, the the theater performances that many students do as part of their education, gone. You know, the, the opportunity to earn scholarships in the United States for extracurricular activities on the sports fields and and in band and these opportunities will be limited in many regards and so that is going to be really hard for students to swallow that what makes school school isn't just what you learn in the classroom but these additional activities and and dr henry is aware of that as well she said they're trying to work on ways to make extracurricular sports work you know play within your own yeah play within your own community, but the fact that there will be no high school sports uh, will be tough for a lot, a lot of kids, yeah. and the, there will be no concerts. It, it will be tough for a lot, a lot of kids, and so that's one of the things that the province is still grappling with. They, they've assembled this working group that has key stakeholders that will continue to be taking feedback from this plan and trying to apply it because changes can happen right up until September, Simi, and changes can happen in September, in October, in November for COVID-19 reasons mainly for spread of the virus, but also for other reasons to ensure the, the best opportunity for kids to learn, to experience their school life, but also ensuring that they are staying safe. Right. And we should mention there's another briefing. There's actually an in-person briefing today. Yeah. So Dr. Henry and and Adrian Dix will be briefing at at three o'clock, which is customary on Thursdays. I expect there will be a lot of questions about schools. You know, this is uh, a major issue for millions of British Columbians who are impacted directly by the school system. This idea of the, the learning groups 
will be a shock to a lot of people. You know, if you're in a family, one example on, on Twitter yesterday, three kids, um, one of the parents is a teacher. And so the, the parent will be exposed up to 60 people as a teacher. One of the kids is in high school, that's 120 people. Another kid's in middle school, 60 people. Another's in elementary school, that's another 60 people. Yeah. So I don't know. There I don't know what you do. There's a lot of contacts associated there. And then on top of that, what do you do for after school care? Is that another group of kids you are with? What do you do for dance class or the recreational soccer you have on the weekend, which is still uh, a work in progress? Via Sport is working yeah. on that. So all of those contacts are things that people need to be aware of. And Dr. Henry again said, and I asked this question yesterday. It's going to be about individual circumstances and best understanding your circumstances. And a lot of people will say, well, I just don't have the information to make that decision at this point. So there's lots of information on the Global News website, on the BC government website. But again, as best you can, yeah. be patient. We are working through this uh, in terms of getting the details from the province. Be patient and we will learn more about this as we get closer to September. You don't have to make your decision today That's right. about whether you're going to go back to school. Uh, that decision can come much closer to September 8th. I think that really is the best advice at this point. Richard, thank you. Yeah, thanks, Simi. Have a great